Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. trying to save him. I think he's on a one-year deal anyway, so I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, it's just up to the Dodgers, and, and I guess they want to see how far it could go. You don't want him to waste his arm. It's early in the season, and knowing that he is right. older, so I, I get where they're thinking. A lot of these uh, managers think that way, so I understand where they go. I, I don't think I would have pulled them, but I just I, I want to just understand the dynamic of where they were going, so. Yeah, I mean, it was like he wasn't stretched out. A lot of these pitchers aren't stretched out. They're only going, what, five innings at the max. Um, he hit, hit 80 pitches. 80 pitches. <clears throat> so, you know, it was hard to keep him in that game. If he, he, I remember um, Johan Santana when he was with the Mets, and it was early in the season. He had came off soldier injury. Uh, he was pitching a perfect game. Um, 
you know, they agonized on keeping him in the game or pulling him out of the game. Ultimately, they kept him in the game. He got the first number, the no-hitter, and his career was never the same. Um, he couldn't stay healthy. It ruined his arm. So I can understand why they pulled him out of the game. But it's just, as a as a baseball fan, you want to see him finish, but Thomas says you, got, you can't let him finish. You, you have to protect his arm. And then, like you said, it's a one-year investment. You've got to protect that. Uh, I got Mr. Harvey in the building. I'm going to bring him in. You throw a shot at me. Wait, wait, you throw a shot at me. If I throw a shot back, you can't just throw one and then get away with one, huh? I didn't, I didn't throw a shot. How did I throw a shot at you? Okay, okay. Okay, you didn't know I got someone to grill. It's in this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Get Mr. Harvey in here. No, no, what, no, what, no, speak, huh, get the guy in here. Get him in here. Get him in here. <laughs> you got jokes today. You got jokes. Speak your clout, man. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Mike, what's going on? Really quick, what did you what do you think about um what do you think about Kershaw getting pulled after the seven thing, bringing no hitter into the into the seven? I think you take into consideration the team. This is a team that's uh, long game. You also had a short spring. You have a guy that is a veteran. Uh, you know, if you walk away from an outing like this, if you can get a healthy Clayton Kershaw by taking care of him now, it's more about what he can give you um, with his appearances in October. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, at this time, but I will say this: at this time, though, he has earned the right as a as a veteran, who is quite honestly the best Dodgers left-hander since uh, Sandy Koufax, and. One of the best we've seen in this game, and he's done it for a long time. Mm-hmm. If if he's gone seven innings of perfect baseball, Clayton Kershaw has earned the right to go back out there if he chooses to. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that. I I can I can understand that, but as a manager, if I was you know I'm 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 Roberts, I'm protecting. I'm not I'm not letting him go out there. Um, and risk an injury. Like I said, I, I saw it with Santana. It was sad because you, as watching my dad be happy as a Mets fan um, for their first no-hitter in franchise history when so many had came close, and then to see right after that he was hurt, and then he just – his career was basically over after that. So, um, <clears throat> like he said, he's a little older. you got to protect him, so – um, I can understand. I can understand it, but it was, um, you know, I, I guess it, they combined for a one-hit um, win against the, the Twins, and you know, it is what it is. It's early in the season. It's way too early for me. But um, TP, did you have anything there? You weren't. You good? <clears throat> no, you're, I, I covered as much as I, I could say about that situation of, of pulling them or not. So <laughs> I said what I needed to say. Um, okay, and then I'll, I'll keep it with baseball real quick, TP, with you um, and, and Mike. Um, just so Mike, really we want to give a shout out before you put this. Mike, we're trying to say something. Oh, I'm bad, I'm bad, Mike. I just want to get something real fast on this game. Uh, TP, I think it's a positive that the one hit was a Gary Sanchez hit, and it was at least an opposite field shot. So if at times, and then maybe it was just because he was really cool, but if he's staying back on balls at all and, and hitting it thing with any pop to the opposite way, Gary Sanchez could be a, a serious power bat at the bottom of that order as a DH. Uh, you know, at the bottom of the order? No, 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 no. He's at the bottom of our, our lineup? No. He's been hitting six and seven. Are you sure? Yes, sir. I hope not. He's got to hit. He's got to hit in the middle yeah. of that lineup. He's got to be productive. Yeah, he 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 was hitting uh, four in one in one game. Yeah, I mean they're going to move that lineup around, but he did hit. He uh, he has hit seventh as well, sixth and seventh in that lineup as well. They had Max Kepler bad night, right? Because um, mm. they want, and that's the funny part about it. Because when we when we broke the the home run record, he was our leadoff, and it's like. I don't like the way um, Baldelli is playing with him. Like, Max is better than what he's giving him, and I feel like this is going to end up watching Max walk out the door. I, I don't want to see that happen, but the way that they're playing around, this is very sketchy. I don't know what they see or what they don't like about him, but this guy went from being one of our best hitters to being a, a questionable one at the plate. He strike, he's striking out not a lot, but he's striking out. And um, the one that I'm really worried about is Sano. Like, Sano – 
is in a situation too. So all in all, they got to figure this out. But I don't. There's no way that Santa is going to remain at the bottom of the lineup. I don't think that's something that they're going to have happen. Okay, we'll see. I, I don't think I, I agree. I don't think he'll be there for for much longer. So um, hopefully he he hits. I mean, listen, um, you know he's not on my Yankees, but you know. I definitely, you know, I definitely want to see him succeed because I, it just didn't work out in New York, and I think it was a clean break for both sides. Um, really quickly, I, I, I just want to get really quick appetizer out there, and then we can move into some, some media dishes. Um, history was made yesterday. Alyssa Nakin, I, I want to make sure I'm saying her name properly. If I'm not, I, I apologize. Nakin um, became the first female to coach on the field in Major League Baseball history as she came in for Anton Richardson, who got ejected in the third inning, the first base coach. She came in in that right after him and was the first on-field coach as a female in Major League Baseball history. So shout out to her um, doing big things. The only thing I hated about it was the uniforms they were wearing, oh, hideous uniforms. I don't know what those uh, alternate. I, I hope they were alternate. I hope they burn them. But I hope those aren't permanent. But um, shout out to her, TP. I don't know if you saw that last night. If you had anything you wanted to really chime in on on, on that. It's, it's historic, so I can't downplay the situation. I did not see that situation, but uh, it, it's good that we're in this time and age now where things are being, you know, barriers are being broken. So hopefully, we probably see mm-hmm. more of this. I, I don't know how much more of it in, in the game, but. I mean, it, it's starting to move mountains. So, um, shout out to the the skip. Well, one of the skippers, if, if they call her a manager, I'll just say coach for now. But you know, to get out there and actually be on the field and, and help assist as best as she could. Absolutely, absolutely. It was good to see. I I didn't know about it until this morning, but when I saw it, I just you know I had a cap on. I had to tip the cap. That's that's huge. Mike, I don't know if you saw that, but definitely want to get your two cents before we move into some football talk. No, I actually uh, was listening to the Padres Giants game when the guy got tossed, and she came with me. Mm. Uh, still satellite radio. Sometimes you have to flip around, but you know the fantasy baseball stuff. So I'm jumping around to check out what different guys are doing throughout the night. <laughs> and, right. So, uh, no, I, I'm, listen. I, I think it's uh, it's a watershed moment. It's kind of it's you know it's cool to see. There was a really cool story. Rachel, I'm not even going to try to say her last name because I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, the, the lady that we talked right. about this of the uh, Yankees minor league system, there's a real uh, pretty cool mm-hmm. story on her, like her background last week and, and one of the major publications. I don't remember ESPN USA Today, something like that. But I've also read a couple of other bios on her too, and, and we've talked about her before. So, I mean, it's nice to see uh, people that can coach and understand and teach the game. Uh, regardless of gender or background, have a chance to, you know, have a chance to work in this, uh, you know, in the profession. And I, I hope that, uh, once again, I hope the lady does well with the Yankees minor league team. It's kind of uh, kind of tough to say, depending on what your system looks like. But uh, mm-hmm. I, it's just, uh, it's nice to see that. Like, inclusion is always beautiful. Yeah, and- uh, it, it is, it is, Mike. And, and Rachel, I, I want to make sure people understand. She's not a plant. She's not somebody that's coming in as like, not like lip service, but like, oh, just to check off a box. She paid her dues. She's been a hitting coach down there. Um, she's a softball player that was, you know, actually pretty good, um, and, and came over to the to the baseball side. Was a hitting coach with the Yankees in their system. Paid her dues and, and, and deserves she, a shot. So um, she yeah, also like, got into the. She also got into, like, the, the lifting part and really, like, yes. start carved her way. Like, so good softball player, team leader, and then when she kind of got the yips and couldn't – she got the Chuck Knobloch's, basically. Yeah. Uh, but kept working hard, uh, outworked people, taught, did strength and conditioning, all kinds of things to stick and to really, like, find value and stay, uh, you know, in the game. And the cool story, like, there was just talks about all the different paid internships and different things that she did and how, you know, minimalist lifestyle just because she knew this is what she wanted to do. So when you mentioned paying her dues, like, and they said when her name came up, 
when they were talking about a hitting instructor within that organization to to help with development, they said in in the meeting of Yankee Brass when it came up, somebody's like, "You think she'd really come?" And then get her on the phone. You know, like they, they, there was a lot of uh, excitement. People were. It says something to the change in times that people mm-hmm. were open to it, and the and people in that Yankees organization recognized her work and and did that. And so now to see her and to see somebody else make history on a major league field is a, field is a really cool deal. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm really happy for for both of them making making waves and, and, and uh, breaking down barriers, like TP said. So uh, we need more of it. I hope I hope it does. Um, I hope it does happen. So, um, I, I, we talked about it last night. Um, we didn't get a chance to, to talk to you guys about on on the NFL front office show. Myself and uh, hosted by uh, Aaron Simmons, Sirius, um, on Tuesdays nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Shameless plug. Um, the Washington Commanders. I got to talk about it. I got to get your guys' feedback on it. I wasn't gonna let it go. I was gonna let it slide today, but. I definitely want to get your your opinion, TP. I'll start with you on on the whole scandal going down in Washington. With um, they said it goes back, I think about fifteen years or so, where they've been skimming off the top, uh, pocketing money um, for about the tune of five million dollars, uh, overcharging uh, season ticket holders about two thousand season ticket holders to pocket that money not using that money and putting it into a rev, rev share so that it can be dispersed with other teams. Um, just the, the latest scandal to hit the commanders and um, the scum that is Daniel Snyder, or Dan Snyder, sorry, not Daniel, Dan Snyder, uh, the owner of the Washington commanders, TP Timeless. What are they going to do with this guy? Um, we'll just wait to see what legal ramifications he has to go through. I'm, I'm, not worried about that initially because what whatever price they set is what they set. What they do at the end of the day, pocketing that money, that's, that's yo, let me tell you something. Uh, one of my family members had to tell me because my family deep in church, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. When people value or, you know, possess money like that, like that's their thing, that becomes their God. They'll, they'll come to them. All of his wrongdoing that he's doing, being Dan Snyder, watching all of that bad stuff happen, his uh, – his stadium isn't in the best of conditions. Those people fell on a, a, a visiting team player, and he had to speak out about that. There's so many different scenarios that you could poke fun at with what Washington mm-hmm. is up to, whether the commanders, the football team, or the skins. I'll just say it like that. Like, whatever they've done while he's been there has been questionable at the end of the day. His, his day will come. Believe me, I believe in karma like crazy. Um it's unfortunate that this is a bad situation. I watch them every week by week as my father's favorite team, so I gotta be in tune with them, regardless of how long this life go. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not stunned. I feel like every team probably do get away with that. You think all these teams don't got some way to shake money out of everybody? Detroit probably does it. The Saints probably do it, and definitely the Mara family because they live out here in Stanford. Like, like I know they gotta be doing something. Everybody ain't buy the book. <coughs> the same situation. That we looked at with with Belichick with the 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 flake gate and all that. You think everybody else ain't pulling no no stunts? Like this is happening. This, this this is stuff that people are getting called on, whether we like it or not. Dan Snyder is just the one that we get to like see all the time because he's up to no good at the end of the day. Like he is really like the live wire bad guy owner that we see. He's he's almost seen at a scale of Jerry Jones, but I think Jerry Jones gets more camera time than any of these owners, but. At the end of the day, it'll come back to him. He, he he has to get them out of FedEx Field, if anything. All that money that he pocketed, he better hope that they could get them downtown and have RFK rebuilt or whatever he's going to do. But it's unfortunate that that's what they have to go through. Yeah, I mean, the, the list of the list of allegations that have been levied against this guy, um, you know, is ridiculous. And, and, you know, we were talking about it last night, TPM, Mike, that – it's it's up to the league to to dole out the, the punishment, but you know it's basically owners that have to punish themselves. Like, right? what am I going to punish? Like, they they have all the the sexual misconduct and allegations come against them. They find them ten million dollars, like four point two billion dollar franchises find ten million dollars. Okay, that's less than one percent, if if that less than a, a tenth of a percent. It's ridiculous. Um, 
you know, so it's like not even a slap on the hand. It's just like, oh, we just have to do this to make sure that, you know, it looks like we're doing something. Um, and this is the latest one. $5 million of a $4.2 billion franchise is nothing. So why even do it? It just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, there's other allegations that have gone around with this team, Ty, like with, you know, him, with the former cheerleaders accusing him of, you know, asking her to, to do favors for a friend or get to know what you're, like, ridiculous kind of stuff. I mean, Mike, I mean, I, I said it. I said this team needs to be stripped from him, and, and this is the last straw. But is it really? Like, will, will he ever get this team taken away from him? So, if you told me when this came out that there was a, an NFL franchise that was going to be named in this type of a scheme, and you had asked me to name which franchise I thought that it might be, <laughs> it would not have taken me long to come up with the Washington Commanders. Right. <laughs> that, that's what I will say first. I, I'm right. not going to repeat that, that has been said on this, but the two things I'll say to answer your question and uh, the one other thing is it, it's circumstantial with that area and that team right now because the baseball team is going to explore selling them. I think that you can probably find buyers for both of these uh, teams and organizations. Uh, but at some point, if you have more than one franchise come on the market at the same time, does that have any effect on the value of one or the other? I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure of the answer to that question. The other thing that I would say is right. if they were going to take this team away from him and we were going to completely move on and this is something else that we're going to come out, don't you wish it had come out before the name change? Right. Like, let us still be the football team and then when everything comes out, it said it's – and I know, like, that's – that's irrelevant in the big scheme of things as far as uh, what, what this story indicates. But TP makes a point. There's always things going on. There's always, uh, uh, you know, maybe not to the same extent the Saints did it, but there are always defenses that go out there and headhunt uh, in some ways uh, for players. And, and not to that same extent, really, but you see it happen. Like they're trying to, uh, they're trying to deliver hits and, uh, you know, so it, it, these things happen in the game. This team was caught. I don't know if they were more blatant. I mean, obviously they're more blatant or did something to make themselves stand out. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see how those things run its course. But I don't think that this is going to be enough for them to completely uh, ban him as an owner or, like, force him out. They may, they may start really pushing, like, in back rooms, you know. You know, Daniel, mm-hmm. Dan. You really should <laughs> think about going ahead and selling your team right now. You're probably going to get this much. But, I mean, quite honestly, Dan, if you continue with this team down this line, the value may continue to decrease over the next few years. This may be the best time. Whether you think that's the truth or not, they, like I, people are going to be trying to convince him, I think, in some of these private club-type meetings to, to I think, uh, start to inquire about potential buyers for this football team. It was another situation in a different sport. It's a different sport. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of the owner mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, but um, they're they're yeah. yelling at him well, to sell the team. And I don't know where if y'all heard what he said to the guy. He said, "If I don't sell him, what are you gonna do?" And it's like that's what. What do you think these billionaires think? They, you think that somebody that's having an, a normal living is gonna tell them what to do when they've never seen that type of money or movement in their lives to tell them to get rid of it. Like that's the same situation that they have with Donald Sterling. Like Donald Sterling had to be given $2 billion to get away. Like two, okay. You want me to tell him? Okay. Here goes $2 billion. Right, listen, I'll walk off into the sunset, let alone with the money I already got. Like that. Listen, it's, no, that, that's, if, if this is my cash cow, you're not taking what I work for to get here. So it's like, People can say what they want. At the end of the day, they're not going to make this move because you said it. Like, look at the Knicks. They're, they're waiting for Dolan to get out the way. Dolan will not move <laughs> at all. It won't happen. It won't happen. No matter how much exactly. people cry out here in New York, it's not going to happen. Dolan will be there until his son or somebody in the family get ready to run the same thing that he's been doing 
for however many years he's been at the head of the ship. It, it's not going to happen. And that's Wait, the problem. Because... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike. I was just reading about that deal with the with the Reds owner. And he had to walk it back and kind of like apologize. And I actually, you know, he made some really good points in this uh, interview. It was on the radio. And he's like, be careful what you wish for if you want to, like, see about selling the team. We're giving, you know, there are some limited resources in this city. And he said, uh, it's not like you have a ton of potential buyers in this city for this team. And he's like, and if you're not careful, the next thing another owner may be may be likely to do is pick the team up and move them somewhere. And that would be a shame for this city. We're going to do all the things that we can to to help this team succeed. But there are some times that we've got to, you know, we've got to do some things different. So, I mean, this is what you got. What are you going to do, not come out? So that's your choice. Come watch them or not. They're going to be home. They, they played some pretty good ball to start the year. They're going to be home. It's a different group of guys, but with some familiar faces, come check them out. And, and that's all. That's really pretty much all he said. Quit crying. Like, and and so he had to come back and apologize and talk about it being insensitive. Uh, but that those were uh, the TP's point right there. Yeah, and you know, and TP's right. I I, I feel like they're not going to do anything. They're not. They should. I mean, I mentioned it last night, just like TP said, they did they did it worse for Donald Sterling, but they're not going to do anything because it's like you're leaving it up to them to police themselves, and they're not going to police themselves because they're all making money hand over fist. They, the last time they took the team away from Snyder, they gave it to his wife to run because of the sexual allegations. They gave it to his wife. Like, really? Like, it, that's not that's not fixing the problem. That's not that's like barely a slap on the hand. You really think she ran that team? You know what I'm saying, and it's and it's sad because TP, you know, you 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 got family ties to the Commanders when they were the Hogs back in the day. I mean, ever since Schneider took over the team in '99, they've been a complete disgrace. I mean, they've they've won two playoff games. This is a franchise that won three Super Bowls before that, and, and now and now Daniel Snyder, Daniel Daniel, has run it into the ground. And, and I mean, worse. I don't know who's worse. Who's run the team into the ground worse? Either. Snyder or, 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 or my guy, James Dolan, you know, taking daddy's uh, cable vision money and running my Knicks into the ground because he can. Like, it, it, I, you know, I, I don't want to go there, but it's, it's a joke. It's sad, I, you know, and I, I don't see it changing. I don't see it, the team being taken away from him. I mean, if he can get away with, with these sexual allegations and all this other crap and get like a $10 million fine for it, Please, that's pocket change. You know, he probably pulled that out of the bottom of the shoe to pay for that. So, um, it is what it is. But it's just a disgrace, and, and I feel bad for the two thousand fans that got overcharged and they won't see that money again. Um, they won't be made whole. Um, so, I mean, five five million for 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 Snyder is nothing, but you know that money for those two thousand people that were overcharged that's something. You know what I mean? That's that's more than a little bit. So. Uh, it's it's frustrating, but uh, calling number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Got Mister Harvey. Got timeless the superhero himself is with the villain on the college cookout. Want to get into some NBA? The uh, the play in started yesterday without the Lakers. Sorry, Mike. Um, but the Nets were um, victorious yesterday, uh, taking care of business against a really game ca- uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team, but kind of showed their youth a little bit down the stretch. Um, and then to right now, the Hornets are getting blasted by the Hawks. The Hawks look like they'll be moving on to face the Cavaliers uh, for the for the final spot in the East for the eighth seed. They'll be going to Cleveland. Uh, the Hawks are up twenty one to ninety four. Uh, the Pelicans and Spurs play tonight. Two horrific teams. We'll see. But I mean, the Pelicans are playing much better basketball since they got McCollum. So. Um, they, they might be a tough out for somebody, but yesterday also with the Nets winning, uh, the Timberwolves uh, were victorious against the, uh, the Clippers, and Pat Bev uh, was holding up. A, a, I don't, he might have had, a, I don't know what kind of title he was. He was going off uh, last night. It was kind of funny to me, but uh, a win to win to get into uh, the playoffs. So I guess you take what you can, but. TP, I mean, what did you see last night? I, I'm pretty sure you were rocking those two games last night. Uh, the Nets, 
we can talk Nets and, and Cavaliers. Did you like what you see from um, KD and, and uh, no, no. Kyrie? Hold on, 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 stop. Let me turn yeah. this mirror back to you. Let me turn this mirror yeah, back to yeah. you since you don't want to say his name correctly. You want to stutter it out. What do you think about the game that happened last night with Kyrie and KD? Do you think I have, like, a personal problem with KD? Oh, yeah. Oh, say, can you see? Yeah, so tell me my personal problem with Kyrie. Because, I mean, it's like you allude to it. He gets on my nerves. This dude can just give me a break. Get off off of that. You talk about Kyrie left and right. This dude was on complete Four alarm blaze fire last night. Listen, I listen. It was to the point where I know I'm not in that there. I didn't want to see him miss how good he was hitting, and even some of the shots that he was taking. Mm-hmm. Even if um, if somebody switched to him and he was taking the shot, let alone Kyrie, if he has a big on him, he'll take him to the rim and just use his layup package, and they can't block it because he has so many different tricks there. He was pulling up fadeaway on them, and he was hitting it right in their grill. And you could just hear him saying in their face, like he listen. Yes, Network was doing the best on this last night. Uh, Kyrie was criminal last night, and um, once he missed that shot, the KD said, okay, well, I got guns, too, and then they closed him out. Like, that's the way that it should have been all season long. Um, I feel like they found the chemistry at the right time, and I give a lot of the credit to Jay-Z being on the sideline. I think they really showed out because Jay was there. If they could do anything, they better give Jay, like, 10 a game. Be like, yo, we got your tickets to get back here. Just come to every home game here and just be – you know, amped up to play like that. Because right now he's at the Atlanta Hawks game front row right now. So it's funny that he went from Brooklyn front row to front row at the Hawks game. But if that's what it takes to get you guys lifted, to get you jumping, then, then bring Jay-Z to the game. But um, Kyrie was phenomenal. I, I didn't think he was going to go off like that. To start off, I think it was 12 for 12, and then he had his first miss. Um, that's the way it should have been. I, there, there's no excuse for them not to have been playing like this all season long. And that's, that's my point. I've never said that Kyrie can't play. Everybody knows Kyrie is one of the best point guards in the game right now. It's just he, he was never there and for his own personal reasons. So uh, that's what annoys me about him, not on the court. He was brilliant last night. KD was better, but K- Kyrie was brilliant last night. Um, KD needs a haircut. I can't. I can't KD was that, better that, than Kyrie that, last night? Wait, yeah. KD was better yeah. than Kyrie? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think because because I think KD here's 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 my deal. I think KD is better when he's bringing the ball up and kind of facilitating the offense. Um, he may have had he had 11 assists last night. Um, incredible game. I mean, he literally he was plus 16. Kyrie was plus two. There is no way that I'm letting that slide. KD was not better than Kyrie, especially in the first half. KD wasn't hitting shots. Like, Kyrie had to carry that team. Like, that's what made that a game yesterday. Like, Kyrie was the one that was answering the bell all game long until he missed the shot. Then KD started stepping up, like, hitting shots. And it was like, okay, this is what the Nets were supposed to be looking like. If one is out, the other one should be stepping up, similar to when James Harden was there. Like, it should have been a three-way tandem. They couldn't get that figured out or stay healthy or deal with the dynamic of the pandemic. But come on, this dude was 12 for 12, three for three for three, and, and you still giving a leg up to KD? Come on. He was three for six. But he was three for six. No, he finished the game KD like that. That's 25. No, but KD was 25, 11 assists, five rebounds, three block shots, two steals, one turnover. Kyrie had 34 and 12, but he had four turnovers and five personal fouls. Oh, you're, you're finding I mean, a K- butt KD, in there. KD, wait, 34 KD, and, you're saying, no, wait, K- you're, you're finding KD, 34 and 12 and then throw a butt? Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, listen, I'm not saying that Kyrie was, was, was crap last night. I think you, you're, you're hanging on the fact that I said, K, that KD had a better game. I think he, over, overall he had an all-around better game. That's my opinion. I think he he's much he was playing even better defensively. He, he was intimidating at the rim. I mean, I felt he had a better game. You can you can argue, you can disagree. That's fine. That's my opinion. It, it is what it is. But listen, when those two are going off like that, Boston's going to be in trouble. 
I mean, this is the Brooklyn team you hope to see all year round and that you did see before Kevin Durant got hurt. I mean, if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, this isn't a team playing to play at any point. Like, there's no question about it. Um, but when when your two stars are, are putting up, you know, almost 70 points, good luck. It's the defense that has to get better. I thought Kevin Durant played really good defense last night. Um, I mean, what do you, do you disagree with that, or do you, you think I'm crazy? So what you said, 25 and 11 and six rebounds, right? Five rebounds. Three, three, three okay, blocks. 20, 25, 11, and 5 is better than 34 and 12. He outscored him and he had mm-hmm. more assists. Okay. And he played better defensively. And he was plus plus 16 when he was on the court. Who was he doing? What three did he have to worry about on the floor? Who? Sadie Austin? What? what what do you mean? He he had to he had to have, he had to contain uh, like Mobley, marketing. He, he he shut those guys down. Kevin Love was 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 playing pretty I mean, well okay. until he tried to put the kibosh on him too. Okay, Mobley was the scoring threat. Rondo at the point guard. And, 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 and Laurie marketing, come on, like Laurie marketing. I wanted to see a high ceiling out of him. He's not what he was cracked up to be coming out of college, and that's no, why they no, moved on from no, him from no. Chicago. He's not the guy from Arizona that came to. Illinois to do nothing and, and with the Ohio to be passed around as a seven one scorer and it hasn't been what they thought he would be. I, I'm not buying right. that. Like KD did what he needed to do right. with them. Like there was a tougher assignment for mm-hmm. Kyrie to still go off like that and having to deal with Garland. And Garland was playing excellent. Like that that should have been yeah, weakening him or slowing him down. He still he still was actually able to to counter and do the best thing that he could. Like I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I Garland was beating, was busting them up. Garland was for thirty four. He was busting everybody up, but yeah, exactly, including Kyrie, who's not a very good defender. That's what I mean. I mean, I, I, I was, I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you like Kyrie had a terrible game. I'm just telling you I felt Durant overall was a better player last night. That's not that's not bad. If if if, if Kyrie is 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 Robin on the court. Then the Nets should win, go to the champ. They should go to the finals. Easy. If he's if he's that kind of Robin, he should, they should go to the finals, right? Yeah, with I that mean, team, bro. They, they need more pieces than just him and KD. They, they, they need. They don't really have the big to go to. Like Claxton is their best big. Like Andre Drummond <sighs> isn't really great, but Andre actually scored last night because they were all committing to KD. Uh-huh. KD just left a bounce pass for him to just dunk at the rim. He's at the rim, like he's. No, like Brooklyn needs more than just them two. Brooklyn will not get to the NBA Finals, regardless of how much Kyrie or KD go off together at the same time. They need more. So Curry had no points last night. And, and Mike, I'm sorry, I'm going to get to you in a second. I'm, I apologize. Uh, Steph, Steph Curry had no points last night, right? Um, yeah. He's got to score. I, you know, he's got to put the ball. He's got to. He's got to be that shooter on the wing to space the floor. I agree with you. Drummond and Claxton, they need a little bit more from them. You need Griffin. Griffin didn't even play, but him and Aldridge got to come in and they got to rebound and they got to protect the rim and, and all that good stuff. But if the reports are that that Ben Simmons might be ready for the first round, if he could come in and give you 20 to 25 minutes, I would think 20, you tell me, T, because you – you're a baller better than I was. You think he could come in and give you 20 minutes and just play really good defense right now? That would help them. They need that, uh, especially defensively. Like um, his length could actually help the length that him and KD have, and whatever big, whether it's Claxton or uh, Drummond, like that helps. But he hasn't played basketball in two years, so I, I don't know. Man. Well, well, a year. Let me get it right. Yeah, a year basically. So, uh, like, um, I want to see him out there, but if it's really like a back issue, like they got to watch that like carefully. I think some to just rush him out right. there and do that. That's what I was thinking. Twenty minutes max. I, I I don't see him playing heavy minutes, Mike. I mean, sorry, Mike. Do you, what do you what do you uh, overall? How do you what do you think the Nets can do? in the playoffs in the first round against the Celtics, were you impressed with their victory last night? And, and do you think 
Do you think Ben Simmons can be a contributor for this team uh, if he can, if he can get back on the court? I think a guy that has his length and his ability to defend on the ball can definitely contribute. You know, he's not going to contribute like uh, what you'd expect from a lotto guy or whatever. Uh, but I think if you don't ask him to do too much and you can be specific in what he's asked to do, I think that uh, that he could probably contribute a little bit and uh, and do some positive things for this team. I think that obviously the better uh, team this year on the scoreboard record-wise was, was Boston, but the, the – the distance between these two teams and availability and whatever else. I mean, I think that this Brooklyn Nets team, uh, I mean, I feel like they could beat this Boston Celtics team in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, don't know for sure that they will, but I, I would not be surprised by it at all. Um, I think that mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, the best players are on that team. The best overall team may be, you know, Boston. They probably play the best team basketball right now. But uh, so it's a series when you got that kind of dynamic star power and, and people that can play at such a high level. Oh, you're not shocked if it goes, you know, either way. I, I I don't really have a a great feeling about Brooklyn like a lot of people do, and think that their path to the finals is you know pretty easier. They're for sure going to be there. I don't feel that way. Listen, I think Boston could knock them off in the first round. But I, I, I'm expecting Brooklyn to get through and get past that series and move on, and we'll see what happens from there. I mean, I, I think that being on the side of Milwaukee, on the same side of the bracket as Milwaukee, doesn't do you any favors um, as far as getting to the conference finals. And I think, once again, this year, the 2-3 side is uh, is tougher than the 1-4. You know, Atlanta gets wins the 4-5 matchup last year and then gets Philly. And is able to move on. And this year, Miami's the one. And I'm not saying Miami's not good, but it's uh, it's not the same. It, like it, it, it's crazy how many really good teams are on that uh, on that bottom side of that bracket. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Boston and, and Brooklyn is going to be a fun series. I, I got to see. I think there's a lot of pressure on on the Nets, obviously, but I think there's pressure on Tatum and, and Brown to get out of the first round and, and get get past what they what people think that that's a tandem that can get all the way um to the finals. I don't know if, I think they're defensively they're much better this year. I, I like the makeup of their team. I think that they lost their center a TPI. I can't remember his name. Um that was a huge blow to them. Um but for which I, team? I still for which think team? Boston defend it for Boston. Oh oh Williams you're talking about Williams. Williams. Yeah Williams, yeah. I apologize for that. Thank you. Um, I think that was a huge loss for them, Robert Williams. Um, I think he can return. They're they're saying he might be able to return. Um, we'll see. I, you know, if he's if he's back and healthy, he's so athletic. He 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 brings a lot of that rim protection that they need. But um, we'll see. I, I you know we'll have to see how it goes. But um, TP, what, what matchup? Let's talk, let's let's talk in the East. Um, you know, you got Philadelphia, Toronto. Um, the headlines, obviously, with uh, one player, Maxi. I think, uh, I think it's not. I don't remember who it was. That won't be able to play in Toronto. But uh, that four-five matchup is very interesting. You got Miami waiting for Atlanta, or uh, the winner of Atlanta or Cleveland. You got Boston, Brooklyn, and then you got Milwaukee and, and Chicago. Which series do you think is going to be the most intriguing in the East in the first round? Uh, Boston, Brooklyn. I, I got to give it that one. It, it got to be Boston, Brooklyn, because Brooklyn actually has the guns to upset Boston. Uh, I think they do have mm-hmm. it, but the way that Boston has been playing defense has been carrying them. But just like you said, Williams being out, uh, they, that's the hole in their team right now. So um, I, I have to go with that one. I have to. Yeah, I, I do like that series, CTP. I, I mean, Chicago, I would have gave them a leg up a, a couple months ago. I think they're kind of faded a little bit down the stretch. I don't know if you agree with me. Um, and Milwaukee, oh, man. They just it, – it's kind of crazy that Giannis is a two-time MVP and is getting better. It's scary how dominant he really is becoming. And he's almost 
unstoppable. I I I don't think I don't think Milwaukee's getting tripped up in the first round. Mike, who, who, what what matchup in the East um, are, are you most looking forward to? You could say Boston and Brooklyn. We've been talking about that. Any of the other matchups too that you kind of got your eye on? No, I mean, so I, I definitely still think that the answer is Boston Brooklyn. I, you know, I will say a couple things about uh, the other series. I, I feel like uh, Milwaukee's a clear-cut favorite. Uh, I'm looking at mm-hmm. – I, I think that Miami in some ways is a fairly favorable matchup for Atlanta, even if they don't match up great in, in certain positions on the floor, sometimes only because of familiarity. Like, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. that that number one seed doesn't necessarily scare you. And then, uh, obviously, that Boston-Brooklyn series is, is by far the most compelling. But the other thing that I'm looking for just to watch, and I think will be the a p- key question – and how the Eastern Conference playoff race turns out is Joel Embiid's health. You know, is is yeah. if he stays strong all the way through, I mean, you know, God forbid something happens, he bangs his knee or, or something, and he's just not the same guy, you know, in the second round, or he looks like he's plotting out. Like, he was, he played at such a high level last year, and right now my memory of him is just him kind of plotting along and having a couple really bad playoff games with multiple turnovers. Still trying to give it everything he had, but just not being uh, anywhere close to uh, the the dominant player that he is. And so um, there's part of me that I can't say that I want them to win or anything like that necessarily, but there's part of me that for, for his sake, because he has been good and he has endured a lot of injuries and come back from things whatever over the course of his career, that wants to see him truly have a healthy uh, postseason run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, TP, I'll double-click on that. Philadelphia has some pressure on them, I think. Uh, Toronto's a sneaky good team. They've gotten better as the season has gone on. But we're talking about two guys that need to make a deep run and one guy in Harden that needs a chip. Is how much pressure do you really think is on Philadelphia, and, and more importantly, James Harden right now? That that's not even a question. Like um, everybody there has pressure from Doc Rivers to Harden to Embiid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Embiid has the the least amount of pressure because he's doing this all on the fly and having an MVP run. Um, Harden being yeah. moved from team to team to team is bad and. Doc Rivers actually calling him out after he's been there for a couple of weeks and actually setting everybody aside. There's there's smoke there, so hopefully there isn't fire. And um, Doc Rivers has to be able to win a championship. Um, he's been hiding behind 2008 for far too long. That's 14 years ago. Um, it, it's almost like now or never for him. And he may actually have a tomorrow because of the Lakers not having a coach. They're saying that he's one of the candidates that may end up being a coach for them, but. Um, Doc Rivers has dodged way too many bullets at this point in time. Um, Philly has a ton of pressure at this point in time. I could care less on how many pieces they lost, so on and so forth. This is what the organization and management wanted. This is what they get. They have to move forward with it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Harden, you, you, you've orchestrated your trade out of two, I think three organizations, right? If I'm wrong, like, you know, he's got to get it done. He's got a, he's got no excuses. He's played with some elite talent, um, from KD to Russell to to Howard uh, to Russell again. Um, dude, dude, dude. If not me, it's you. You got to get it done, Mike. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I think there is. I think a lot of, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on. James Harden, I, like obviously it beats health and some other issues that we, you know, we kind of know are a thing, but yeah, all these different organizations you pushed your way out of, this is where you, you know, claim you always wanted to be. Now you do have the best big man you've ever, you've ever had really. I mean, it's not even close to be honest with you. Um, so can you make it work? Can you figure it out? Uh, so I, I do think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pressure on Harden, and that's a compelling. Uh, you know, the league wants to see that, if possible. Uh, but you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have something to say about that. That's interesting that the that the brackets fell that way, so it would have to be 
the conference finals if you if you had that matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I mean, not only Milwaukee, uh, but you said Toronto's a good team, and they are, and so is uh, I mean, so is Boston, and obviously so is, is the Miami Heat. So those teams will have something to say about about that as well, not just yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely, I think people were trying to say they would avoid, they wanted to avoid Toronto because they didn't want to go to Canada with the restrictions. They're avoiding Toronto because you know what? That's a pretty darn good team, a team that nobody thought was going to be anywhere, you know, anywhere near the playoffs after the the players that they lost. And they just, you know, uh, Siakam, Van Fleet, they just figure it out. That, that's sure. a good ball club. That's a and that's a well coached ball club. Go ahead, Mike. Shout out to that organization, though, man. Like you said, they lost a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Rebuilt Scotty Barnes has turned out to be as good a rookie as there has been in the league this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And the production that we've gotten out of him has been has been very, very good. Uh, but now you take Tyrese Maxey, he can't be on the court, and he's one of the best uh, perimeter defenders. And so you, you take away a, a very important piece. So you're going to have to have your your stars, like your big stars, really step up and have probably a huge game for you up in the Air Canada Center or whatever they call it these days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Scotty Barnes are right. Had, had a really nice rookie year. Um, <clears throat> Gary Trent, sneaky good move to pick him up um, when they did. You know, Van Fleet got his check. He, he's falling out this year. Siakam, you know, it, it sounded like Siakam was going to get traded, and then lo and behold, they're, you know, 14 games over 500. They're a really good story out there. Um, TP, I'll come, I'll come to you out west. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows the, the status of Luca. Is he, is he going to be able to play in this series? Do, do we know? Um, they said that he could be available game one. Okay, so he could be available. available game one, but um, if I'm Utah, I am attacking the hell out of him. He he would not be able to breathe. Right. He would not. I'm not taking it easy on him. If he pick up his first foul, he's trying to be gentle. Run at him because he'll pick up more fouls. He will. Mm-hmm. He's going to start using his hands uh, to defend. They can't let their best player stay on the floor. I'm, I'm sorry. I've I got to take advantage of what I need to. Yeah, absolutely. Capturing is tough, right, TP? It, it's hard to, to get over that, especially in basketball. Um, they're saying he's day-to-day, but uh, listen, I, I, I'm with you. you got to go after him. you got to attack him. And it's, it's a shame because, th- you know, this is probably his best um, Dallas team that he's been on. I think getting uh, moving off of Porzingis really opened up the floor for them. Really kind of um, let them be them. Um, had a really good run this year, and now they're running into uh, you know your boy, um, you know in the Utah Jazz and Donovan uh, Spider. I mean they're they're hungry for a run, and they've been they've been on on a tape delay. I, I would kind of say you know been they were the one of the best teams last year didn't get it done. I think this is this is a good opportunity for them to move on into the second round and, and beyond. So um you know Dallas too, this is a good opportunity for them to move on and get, finally get out of the first round and now they got the injury to to Luca. But TP, what what do you think about these matchups? Utah Dallas, I think that's an interesting matchup. Minnesota Memphis um, Denver Golden State, I think, is a really good matchup, um, and, and then obviously Phoenix is going to be waiting for um, whoever uh, comes their way. Which matchup in the West are you looking forward to? Um, Memphis, Minnesota, because if Patrick Beverly could frustrate Ja, which I really think Ja will get the edge in that, but if he can, that that makes a world of difference in this. Uh, matchup, even though Memphis has actually been playing way better when he's not on the floor, but even with him on the floor, no matter how it goes, it's just an interesting game with the Grizzlies. Um, and definitely this Utah-Dallas series. Um, both of the stars of this series have to get out the first round. <laughs> uh, Spider can't afford to right. lose at this point in time, and, and Luka definitely is on a two-year run of losing in the first round. So both of them are scared of losing this series, and Luca's unfortunately in an injured situation. Uh, hopefully the, the rest of the supporting cast can step up, which he does have pieces there, but I don't know if they get it done up against a Utah team that really is in the now or never situation also. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that, that Minnesota team, <laughs> listen, I gave, I gave him grief to that because 
um, you know, they were celebrating like they won the championship. But Pat Bev is, is a he's a dog on defense. And shout out to, to Minnesota finally getting over the hump and getting into the playoffs. Uh, Cat doesn't have to be called a regular season player. Uh, Anthony Edwards is he's going to be special. That's a good team that they're building out there in Minnesota. Um, I, I'm I'm curious about you know the Warriors. If Curry, he said they said he's going to return to practice. He could return to practice. He's got to do a full scrimmage before he can play. But if he's not available, um, listen, I like what I saw him play against the the, uh, the Pelicans. And in the last week or two, he put up 41 and he's been scoring over 30 points a game. But we're talking about a team that hasn't really played well in the second half. Um, Draymond's a great defender, but it looks like he just every he defends everybody well, but Joker just has his way. I'm worried about the Warriors in this first round matchup against um Denver. I don't I don't know. that's just me. I I worry a little bit. But Mike, what do you think about the West? What matchup are you most interested in watching? Well, it's funny cuz I would really point to those two. Um but mm. So uh, that that Memphis Minnesota really I agree with everything you guys said about Minnesota. I've been talking about this uh, for a little while, but I, I really like this Golden State Denver. We don't know what's going to happen health wise. Same thing, like you said in that in that other series. But you look at this at this series and the way it, it plays out. This may be the most dangerous first round opponent for uh, Golden State, simply because you. It, it's unique. It's a different offense than what you see. Um, a lot of teams run in that it runs through the big man, and he can distribute. And so, you know, it, Denver has the pieces in place. The question is, will they shoot well enough? And, you know, what can Golden State get out of Steph? We don't know yet, right? So uh, for all those mm-hmm. reasons you said, that that matchup is very, very interesting to me because after all the bluster about how great they've been and everything else, and and how this team is ready to contend for a championship, and they very well may. This is a dangerous first-round matchup with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I think you'd much rather have played Utah or Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I would have. I think because, you know, Gordon and, and Joker together, I mean, it, just imagine if they had Jamal Murray. I mean, I, you know, I just hope he can get on the court and get healthy at some point in the, in the near future. But, uh, you know, it feels like Denver is just almost there, but they just can't get, you know, all their pieces together on the court, um, you know, for a deep run. But, yeah, I, I, you know, Phoenix to me, the best team, you know, I, I think there's pressure on Chris Paul to win it all, but not immense pressure. I think just because it, it was solidifying as one of the great point guards. But, I mean, you know, I just I, – I want him to win it because – he is one of the great point guards, and he is a pleasure to watch. But Memphis is a dangerous team, like like I said. It's going to, you know, I think the East is a little deeper, but there's some good teams out West, and it's not going to be an easy road for Phoenix and anybody else. But, I mean, TP, anything to add before we uh, uh, close up shop here? Um, I, I mean, you dodge it, man. I, I just going to talk about how the Yankees didn't close the deal on Aaron Judge, man, and, I know they'll probably end up getting a deal done, but if not, if they play a hardball with him, if he ends up going somewhere else, that would be crazy. But um, I'll let you slide. You you didn't let me get my steak off the grill. It's okay. No, go ahead. Go talk about it because I wrote an article about it before about them. They needed, they needed to extend them. Um, I I want to blame Cash. I want to blame Cash TP. But they offered them 30 years, and they offered them seven years at, a, what, 29, 30 years old. That's a solid well, deal. You but said they offered him 30 himself. years and seven years. Can, can you please try that again? 30 million, seven years. That's my bad. 30 million, okay, okay. seven years. And, and I think they would have they gave him a raise this year through arbitration or after arbitration, and then the next year it would have started the $30 million clock, which was, was the most per year that the Yankees have ever offered after A-Rod. But – I guess Judge wanted more years, and he turned it down. I think it was a seven-year, $31 million deal. He turned it down, wants to bet on himself, and he said that he was disappointed that the numbers came out, but still um, he's confident that, you know, he'll get what he wants. I think he's betting on himself. I mean, TV, what do you think? 
Um, if anything, I don't want to see him in the Yankee uniform, so get him out of there. <laughs> um, I want this to continue to go down. But analytically, analytically, it's like um, I know the Yankees can't let him walk. They're going to do the best that they can to make this right. be feasible for him to, like, you know, just deal with the storm that he's going through and, and give him something that's well worth it. Judge is still an awesome bat at the end of the day, like awesome. So ain't nobody trying to see that happen, you know. But me, personally, like, yeah, buddy, like, get rid of him. Get get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hit his first home run today, but somebody forgot to tell the Yankees don't pitch to uh, Vlad Rail. He had three home runs today. God, he's amazing. He is something else. Um he hit three. I've seen the, the first ball. two. So he had a third one. He had a third one, CP. Unbelievable. He is mashing today. Um, Toronto's up six to four. Yankees trying to make a late rally, but um, he Guerrero, one of those young players in the game, I just love watching. And you know what was awesome too, TP? I think it was yesterday to see. Um, Pujols get his first home run back with uh, the Cardinals. That was awesome to see. Um, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but uh, at, at the new Bush Stadium getting his first home run. So he has six, 680, 20 home runs away from 700, that magic number 700. So that would be awesome to see. Um, but, yeah, that, you know, a lot of fun storylines. Baseball is back. I'm sitting here at Glue watching the TV, watching the Yankees, and, um, I, you know, like me and UTP, like, listen, we, we love basketball and football, but baseball is my love. I, I, you know, that, that was my first girlfriend. So, um, you know, I always love watching baseball, but, um, Mike, thanks for calling in. Give us a quick plug as you get out of here on the Carlos cookout, bro. Man, it's always a pleasure and a privilege, man. Uh, First of all, much love to TP, my brother from another mother, man. If it wasn't him, I wouldn't be here. Much respect to you, uh, villain, as well. Enjoy doing the shows with you guys. Uh, always a lot of fun to chop it up. We always uh, we always know how to serve it up, and uh, it, it's a pleasure to uh, to be alongside as often as, as I can be with you guys. So, Clubhouse, the barbershop, man, we are at 9.9K. We are almost to 10K by our birthday. I've been saying that for a couple months. Uh, come, stick and stay for a little while, chop it up with us, talk about all kinds of different things, life events. Um, there have been some LeBron James conversations in there recently. Uh, there will be conversations <laughs> about a lot of different things, sports and otherwise, about other uh, you know, hip-hop culture, lots of different things. It's better than sports talk radio. It's better than my any kind of uh, reality TV or any kind of kind of garbage that you might want to listen to, uh, pop us in. Even uh, on the ride home or something, just uh, pop in and see what's, uh, what's going on in the shop. A lot of times you get breaking news in there before we even pop up on your ticker take on your phone or whatever you want to call it, in your notification box. So as we always say in Louisiana, man, check out the website, check out everything we do at sportscitychefs.com. I will talk to you guys again on Sunday morning with TP for the book. Absolutely. I wanted to talk LeBron, but I wanted to give you a break. I mean, but I was not happy with his comments. Uh, his, his, uh, like, what, what I guess, um, exit interview comments to the media. I, that, that, like, you know, it, this season wasn't a failure. Really? <laughs> really? That, wow. Uh, the balls on, on LeBron, but, you know, listen, um, and, and Fogel, Fogel getting fired, and nobody wants to coach the Lakers because of how they handled it. There's a lot of things swirling around the Lakers. We could talk about it for days, but I'm pretty sure the barbershop, all those guys out there have been killing it for the last couple of days, so I'll let it slide. I'll let it be. Um, TP, um, love doing a show with you, man. Um, you got to get up soon. Um, you know, I, you got to get that, uh, that shrimp tempura, so um, you know, we got to make it happen. You scared. But, you um, scared. Stop yeah. acting like you bought that life. You're not about that life. Stop it. <laughs> not about that life. Save the drama for your llama. Okay? Yeah. Okay? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But, uh, so I won't, you know I won't talk about Miss Jordan. So I say, yeah, I, say, I say your llama like you, you, you Michael Jackson. You, you got a llama. I won't say your mama because I'm Miss Jordan. Miss Jordan, we get down like that. 
but save the drama for yeah, your yeah, mama. This Justin, this Justin, breaking news. I don't know if you guys heard it. Ayanna Mayweather, daughter Please. of Floyd Mayweather, has pled guilty to stabbing NBA Youngboy's former baby mother. She could be facing up to 20 years, uh, but no less than two. It, and they're they're saying that they want her to serve six. So this is big what? for Floyd Mayweather probably having to raise his grandchild, you know, by himself if NBA Youngboy ain't around that kid like that. So this is going to be pretty interesting uh, that Ayanna Mayweather is in some big stuff pleading guilty. Um, Sports City Chefs, check us out every day this week as much as possible. Uh, follow us as anywhere that you see us. The link tree you can catch and listen to us. Uh, we got people stopping in day by day here. Uh, we have Mr. Fowler stopping yesterday. Yeah, I get word in the in the barber shop or or in the kitchen. I'm getting it everywhere, man. Don't don't think that they could just do shows and not think I don't know what's going on. Barry and Sirius popping off. We got the Simmons family. We got the Jordan Foundation. We got Nate and Dave going crazy. Baseball is back in full effect. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom to tell a friend it's a